Wonderful. So, God is good, isn't he? All the time, God is good. And, um, you know, I love how um, when, when you know the Spirit of the Lord is in a meeting, you know that God is guiding it well, yes? And uh, Noel, when he came up, he was, he was about ready to preach my preach, and, uh, which is amazing. So the Holy Spirit had spoken to him so soon, um, so that's the only reason that we said we're just going to hold off for a second just because we, we, we believe that God's going to do something mighty this morning. Amen. We've been looking at mission, and um, oh, what an amazing week it was last week, celebrating as being one church with many nations, amen? And uh, the food was absolutely amazing, so thank you everybody who contributed, you did such an amazing job. And um, what, I, what I truly love is that we are one church of many nations, but God has brought us to this place, to Plymouth, for this time, Amen? God has brought you here for such a time as this. Yes? You need to understand that right now, God has got you in this place for such a time as this. And I truly believe that as we, we continue to do his will and his purpose, I believe that God is going to start opening doors of fruitfulness and we're going to start seeing the blessing of God outpour into the city of Plymouth. Amen? This morning, I'm, 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 I'm starting a two-part uh, message uh, to you, which is entitled, Empowered for Mission. But this morning, I want to focus on the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes? Amen? You see, um, you may have just joined this church, and you may, wherever you've come from, and um, one thing that defines us as a church, as restored church, is that we are a Pentecostal church, as Noel was saying, we are a Pentecostal church. What does that mean? It means that we believe in the filling of, uh, and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is a he, okay? It's not an it, okay? And I, I need to explain that. We believe in the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which means the Holy Spirit is God. Yes? Amen? And uh, we believe that the Holy Spirit, when Jesus ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit, the characteristic of God, Holy Spirit, came to earth to empower his people to do his will and purpose. And we're just going to look at that a little bit. And um, we've got a few Bible verses this morning, but my two key Bible verses where I want to start is in Acts 1.8 and uh, then Acts 2.1.4. So Acts one. Uh, verse 8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and Plymouth. Come on, and to the ends of the earth. Do we believe that? You see, God has empowered us to be his witness in all of the world. But this is our world right now. Plymouth is our world. So if we believe in, 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 our, in our walk in God, we've got to believe that God has empowered us to do his will and purpose right here in Plymouth, yes? Acts 2 verse 1-4 says this, When the day of Pentecost came, 
They were all together in one place. Suddenly, like a blowing of violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I'll explain a little bit more what tongues are if, you don't, if, if you've never heard that phrase um, before, but a, a little bit later in this message. But the first place I want to start is this, that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a gift, okay? Do we understand that, church? The Holy Spirit is a gift that God has given you and I, okay? His presence, His being in us, Jesus is, is living within us, but the Holy Spirit empowers us to do his will and purpose. So the Holy Spirit is a gift that has been given to us to be able to do the will and purpose of God. The Holy Spirit walks alongside us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. You see, in Luke, and also many times throughout the book of Acts, it's so clear that the Holy Spirit has been given as a gift. It's important, however, to understand two major things about the gift of the Holy Spirit. First of all is this, we cannot earn the gift, okay? Need you to understand that. We cannot earn the gift. So many people think they can pay it or they have to do good deeds, and they, have to, they have to attain to a certain level to, to receive the gift of the, the Holy Spirit and the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But if the Holy Spirit is a gift, there's no way that we can we can earn it. Let's be honest. The whole point is that if God has gifted you with something, it's not something that you have to earn. So many Christians are held back from receiving the Holy Spirit because of a sense of unworthiness. You see, so many people think they're not worthy of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. They feel that they need to attain to that certain level, like I've said, of holiness before they will ask God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you today, there isn't a level you need to attain to. The book of Acts makes it so clear that the Holy Spirit was given to young Christians. There's only... Their only holiness came from their repentance and faith to Jesus Christ. Yes? It's true, I, and I want you to know this, it's true that we're, we're, we're not worthy to receive the Holy Spirit. We'll never be. But neither are we worthy to enter heaven. Our certain eternal life does not depend on our righteousness, praise God. Come on. But rather... It, it relies on the atoning work of Jesus Christ. What Jesus did on the cross. You see, because on the cross, we have been made righteous. Yes? God looks, at, looks on us as though we've not sinned. Because when we come to Jesus and we ask for his forgiveness, it's almost like he looks at us as though we have not sinned. You see, it is God, by his grace, that has made us fit for heaven. It's by his grace and forgiveness that we may receive 
the gift of the Holy Spirit. The second thing that we need to understand about with the, the Holy Spirit and, it, and him being a gift to us is that the gift has already been given. You know, we read in the book of Acts that Jesus, Jesus tells, he, he tells, the, he, he tells the disciples to go and wait, to, rece- to wait for him and to, for what they are about to receive, yeah? But on the day of Pentecost, what happens is the, the Spirit of God is poured out. The Holy Spirit is poured out on the day of Pentecost. So he, here's the thing, we, we no longer need to wait for the gift because on that day of Pentecost, the wait was over. The gift was given. A child who has been promised a gift for their birthday must wait to receive it. But when the birthday comes, come on, when the birthday comes, that gift is no more for waiting. And the gift is there to be received. Wow, just think about that for a second. You see, in some ways, the day of Pentecost is described as the birth of the, of the church. Yes? And what we, what, we see, what we see is it's the birthday of the church. The gift has been given. And it's there for us to receive. How exciting. You see, I thank God every day since that day that I've, I've received the Holy Spirit, that he has given me that gift. And his presence lives and outworks in my life. See, after Pentecost, we never find a single occasion in the scriptures when Christians waited for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that. The gift of the Holy Spirit was and is available to all. It was available to all at Pentecost and the Spirit was poured out to all people and today the Spirit is available to all people to be poured out afresh over your life. Amen? I thank God and I know I know there are some seasoned Christians in this room that are filled with the Holy Spirit today. But I thank God for the day that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember I was in Sunday school class and Pastor Eric Matheson came and brought a message about the Holy Spirit. He spoke about the, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that day he said, who would want to receive it? And as a seven-year-old boy, I sat there and I said, God, yes, I'd like to receive it. And I started to speak in tongues. You see, and we'll talk about this in a second, tongues are a sign of the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's a spiritual language between us and God. It's a gift that's been given to us. It's a way of praise and worship to God as well. 
But what I want to explore now is how do I receive the Holy Spirit? And in Acts 2, verse 38, we read these words. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 2, verse 38, we see it so clearly that the promise of the gift of the the Holy Spirit is for all who repent and are baptized. John 7, verse 37, verse 39 says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come and drink. Come to me and drink, sorry. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive, up to the time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So in these verses, we we see that the key is Jesus. The key is Jesus. You see, he is the one who baptizes us with the Holy Spirit as we come to him, thirsty for the Holy Spirit. We should come for cleansing if we need it. We should come expecting and we should come in worship. It's important to note that receiving the Holy Spirit was received through the laying of hands and no mentioned that earlier and and later on that's what we want to do we want to we want to lay hands if you've never received the holy spirit we want to lay hands on you and i don't want that to sound freaky because sometimes it can what on earth are you wanting to lay hands on me for but the reason that god asks us to us to lay hands is because there is a transferable of power of the Holy Spirit that God works through you and I. And there's a a purpose in us. So I would encourage that if, if you are ever praying for anybody to receive the Holy Spirit, there is a power in laying hands on people. Yes? There were only two times in Scripture where this didn't happen, and that was Pentecost and Sezra. It always helps us if we come in the following way. Firstly, we come for cleansing. What does that mean? As I shared earlier, we can never be good enough in our own righteousness. But because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we've been justified. God has declared us righteous despite our unworthiness. And it's only in that righteousness with which he has created us, we are fit to receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You see, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins to him, he will forgive us and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Come expecting. Come expecting. Now that we have received 
cleansing through our, the greater power of God, we can come expectant for God to fill us with his Holy Spirit. If we ask God for his spirit, he will give it to us. Yes? The evidence is this, speaking in tongues. Like I said, for me, I instantly spoke in tongues. For other people, I've, I've known that it's been a bit of a longer time. And they've asked for, a, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and later that night they started speaking in tongues. Or two weeks later they started speaking in tongues. But God's timing is perfect. You see, sometimes God has to do something within us first so that the gift can be released. You see, when we do this, when we come expectant, we come with praise to God. And I want to encourage us that the third thing that we've got to do is this, come to Jesus and worship. Luke 24 says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but say, stay in this city until you have been clothed with power from high. When Jesus had led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. Understand this? They worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually in the temple praising God. You see, whilst they were waiting, they praised God. There's great power in our praise. Because when our praise is lifted towards God, we turn our eyes towards him. And to receive the Holy Spirit, we have to be a people who praise him. On the day of Pentecost, the disciples had spent time in prayer, but it was so clear that they worshipped him. The source of the joy that as they waited uh, for, for the coming of the Holy Spirit was that Jesus had gone to heaven. They had seen him go up and he told them that they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit in a few days. They were expectant. They would receive power for, wit for witnessing and he, he was taken up by their very eyes. They saw him go to heaven. You see, Christ is ascended. Christ he is king, he is Lord, he is God, he reigns in heaven. Come on. <laughs> We've got to get stirred up about this church. Jesus is king. Jesus is Lord. He is God and he reigns in heaven. He reigns over all the earth. All things are by him and through him and for him and to him. He is before all things, and by him all things exist. No wonder they worshipped him. My question to us this morning is, will we worship him? Will we worship him body, mind, and soul? A few months ago, Becky did a great, great message about, the, about coming before God as a whole, as, as a whole free as body, mind, and soul. And there is, a, there is an incredible importance that when we come to Jesus, we bring the whole of us. Not just part of us. Because some of us could do that. 
so easy. As Christians, we're happy to give God a little bit of us. It's okay, you can have this safe bit. But this bit, I don't want you to touch God. This is too precious to me. I can't, I can't allow you to have this bit. But you can have this bit because it's easy to give you this bit. I want to speak into our lives today. Right at the start, next week we're going to be we're going to be digging deeper into what it means to have received gifts of the Holy Spirit. That once we've received the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. We're going to dig a little bit deeper. But right now, for some of us, we we need to be refreshed by the Holy Spirit. When you say, God, I want, I need to be refreshed. For some of us, it's about us receiving the Holy Spirit for the first time. We've never received him. And I want to speak to every young person in this room. I, I just want to ask you, if you've got your phone, just put your phone down now for a second, because this is a God moment. God wants to speak to you. You, you, For every young person, you're walking in a a world, and I understand, kids. I understand that what you're walking around right now is messed up. Your generation, they don't know what they want. They don't know their identity. But I want you to know today that your identity, your identity is in God. And if you place your identity in God, he will lead you on every step of the way. He will guide you on every step of the way. I don't want a generation that's lost, but I want a generation that's on fire for God. And I'm talking about every generation in this church as well. That Restore Church is not going to be a church that stays behind four walls. We will be a church that goes out into the city. Empowered. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that in everything, every meeting that I have, I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me, to speak into that situation. The Holy Spirit is much more than just a... But that's so wonderful because it edifies me and builds me up. And that's what the gift of the tongues does. That when we speak in tongues, it edifies us. It builds us up. It builds the spirit up within. And that's why we speak in tongues. Because the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, does something to our spirit. He builds our spirit from within. To be empowered. To reach out. 
See, if God empowered you to stay in these four walls, it'd be pointless. To a certain degree, yeah, we would worship him. And he deserves all the worship. But he's empowered us to go and make disciples. He's called us to move from this place. So one of the reasons we're talking about mission is because we want to be a people who do not stay behind four walls, but that we are a people who change the world. And we do that through receiving the power of the Holy Spirit and allowing God to walk with us. Amen? So that's why I speak to you as a young generation as well. Because I know, I know I've walked around your generation. I've sat in the schools. I've been a youth pastor. I have children your age. And I know this world is messed up. And I know that there are people that are talking about all sorts of things, about your identity. But the world is trying to rob who you are because God has given you a great gift. He's given you a great identity. He's called you by name. You were knitted in your mother's womb. Just think about that for a second, people. When you were in your mother's womb, he was at work in your life. Oh, come on. Every person in this room, your mum may not be here anymore, but when you were in your mother's womb, God was at work in detail in your life. He knew you before you were even born. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This morning, I'm going to invite you. I'm going to invite you to have an opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit. And some of the team, I'm going to ask Noel and Sue and Chris and Anita and Tony they're just, and Becky, they're just going to be available at the front. We're, just going, we're going to worship God. Okay? But first of all, we're just, going to, we're just going to come before God right now and we're going to ask for forgiveness because there's an importance of laying down our sins to him. Can you stand with me? Come on. Jesus. I just want you to, I want every person to close their eyes in this room. I'm not trying to put anything on but I want this to be about you and God right now I don't want you to look at the person next to you this is about you and God it's not about your wife or your husband your mum or your dad it's about you right now right now if there's something you need to ask God for forgiveness I just want you to I want to ask you just to lay that at his feet at his cross I can't do that for you this is something you've got to do Jesus 
Jesus. Do you know what's wonderful? When you lay it at the cross, it's done. It's forgiven. It's finished. Jesus. Every person in this room, I just want you to just open your heart to God right now. Say, yeah. God, I'm here. I'm here for you, Lord. See, I'm here for you, Lord. 